Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. This podcast is brought to you by Native Grape Odyssey. Native Grape Odyssey is an educational project financed by the European Union to promote European wine in Canada, Japan, and Russia. Enjoy. It's from Europe. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast with me, Monty Walden. My guest today is Daniele Cernili. Daniele is Italian and he's a journalist and wine writer with his own website called drwine.it. And that's a website that is published both in his native Italian and in the English language. And it's well, well worth checking out. A lot of detail in what Daniele uh, does. And we're going to dig down in that. We're going to dig down into that over the next 10 or 15 minutes or so. Welcome, Daniele. Thank you. <laughs> Briefly, where are you from and did you come from a winemaking or wine background? Okay, I'm from Rome, uh, that is in Italy, of course, and uh, I began uh, a lot of years ago because I was a, a, an expert in geography and uh, the, the wine is a geography of taste. And uh, I discovered that when I was uh, 20 years old and I continue to to drink wine and to taste wine because uh, my passion is to understand where I am in a, in a country or in uh, and and uh, the, the wine is a taste of a country of a place. So obviously from Rome you're in the region of Lazio. Yes, so but uh, Lazio is not a, a good word because Lazio is the second uh, football. Uh, team of Rome and uh, I am from Rome and not from Lazio you okay. know so uh, Lazio is a good re- good name for a region uh, less for a team a soccer team all right we're talking football here <laughs> so yeah so Lazio is a team and I'm joking of yeah. course right so Lazio is a region and it's also the name is yes. a team and there's also AC Roma so there are two teams yes, in Rome yes, basically Roma. Lazio and uh, Roma and and Roma you... yes it's like a Liverpool and Everton yeah Exactly. And Lazio is the Everton of, uh, of <laughs> Rome, you know. <laughs> it's a well-known uh, English player called Paul Gascoigne who played for Lazio for uh, a couple of yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and did a few crazy things. Moving swiftly on to wine, uh, let's see if we can dig down into what is fashionable at the moment in Italian wine. What are the trends? Are they being driven by climate change, by consumer preferences? Uh, yeah, so there, there is a few words about the universe, probably, because the, the Italian wines are so many and so different. And in each little part of Italy there is a wine a typical wine not even a good wine but a typical wine so um, this is very very important to understand because for us uh, for, for in Italy the wine is like the bread like, like the olive oil it's uh, something to drink and something to eat it's normal it's a, fa- a familiar consumption uh, so uh, this it's is food, our, it's food our, isn't it yeah it's, it's like food yes, for example uh, when the, the British people or the American people this, it's a wine for food for us it's normal the wine for food it's not a bad word or and uh, this is important to understand because the italian wines mainly are wine for food and uh, and uh, this is this is a good thing for us no? it's not a bad thing or a, something like that so the idea is to have uh, to have uh, in front of us 500 different uh, doc for example or igt or denomination or and uh, more than 500 different uh, vines, uh, native, grape uh, native varieties, native uh, 
right. So it's very impressive, interesting to, to, to get into the, the Italian wine world for that reason. It's difficult to say uh, what will be the future of all, the, but some will be very, very good, some, some future uh, will be very good for some varietals like Nebbiolo or uh, Sangiovese or uh, something like that. Like that. In other parts, uh, not known uh, varietals, so uh, probably will be a local consumption or a local wine, so um, I don't know what will be in the world, uh, the, the consumption of, uh, I don't know, Coda di Volpe or uh, uh, Pecorino or something something like that. So in terms of these um, native grape varieties, what would you suggest is the best way for someone wanting to learn about native grape varieties who maybe doesn't have a huge amount of experience of Italian wine? Are they just going to say, you know what, with 500 different or more yes. native varieties and all these denominations, why don't I just give up why don't I just give up and, and be, become a train spotter, for example? Why would I bother getting into this? But I like very much Alianico, for example, in the south, and the Taurasi, that is the DOCG made of uh, Alianico, that is fantastic in some cases. In Campania. Uh, in Campania, of course, not far from uh, Naples, but uh, very continental weather because uh, in 50 kilometers change everything and they have not a Mediterranean weather, they have a very continental weather, so it's cold normally and it snows in the area of Irpinia because, the, because of the mountain, because uh, there is a, a lot of mountains uh, not far from Naples. It is strange to understand because uh, we are... Uh, from Mediterranean weather to continental and cold weather there is 550 kilometers not more and uh, it's difficult to un- to understand 500 yeah 550 meters yes yeah so you get snow uh, and also in uh, we talk about Alianico also in the Vulture in um, yes it's, in Basilicata it's the you... same because uh, the Vulture and the uh, Pirinia are not so far yeah. and are uh, an, another uh, 50 kilometers so uh, so what you're saying you're in the really hot 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 south but because of the altitude. Yes, the altitude and the snow and the continental weather. So hot in the, in the day and very cold in the night, for example, or very cold in some part of the, of the seasons of the year. But there are many uh, situations in this way because Italy is a peninsula, is long and thin and, and uh, there are many, many sub-regions and many different of weather uh, in a few kilometers. So uh, It's worth reminding ourselves that around 70% I think of Italian vineyards are on hill slopes of some sort so automatically you've got air movement and therefore we've got microclimatic or mesoclimatic differences and they are as Daniel says going to really have an influence on the expression of the vine and its grapes yes if you if you uh, imagine the situation in France and in Spain uh, there are bigger countries than Italy you know and so the difference is in uh, in weather it's really uh, less in comparison with uh, Italian differences and so this is not good or, or bad it's but just it's how different it is. it's, it's different it is. So, yeah. other varietals very interesting Timurasso in uh, in the uh, south uh, eastern part of Piedmont for example or uh, some uh, local varietals like uh, in Sardinia the, the uh, Bovaleddu or, or uh, some Nuragus that is a white varietal unknown out of uh, of the of the region and uh, this is very very important to understand it's complex to understand of course Mrs. Jensis Robinson said you have 
too many variety, varietals, too many denominations to be comprehensible by, by a lot of people. Uh, she is true, but, but this is the, our tradition. That's one way of putting it. I'm not necessarily sure. I think in terms of denominations, possibly there's a lot of repetition with the DOC or DOCGs or IGGs, possibly the DOCs more than the DOCGs, to be honest. But I mean, I don't think you could um, ever wish away any of the great varieties in Italy. I can't think of any native variety that I've tried in Italy that I don't particularly like. But I, I, I don't know what I can uh, can wish for, for uh, native varieties because uh, probably uh, a lot of them remains in local consumption. Sure. So, so, of course. I think it's a, a sort of culture of wine, material culture of, uh, of wine that, that is interesting. Uh, that is interesting historically, uh, probably, and uh, as a soci- sociology matter, no? and not not for the, the only the quality of the wine or, or something like that. Okay, so maybe what we could do is just go for a couple of regions, um, big or small. If we just pick a couple at random, mm. and we can ask you your favourites. Campania, probably, and... Uh, but you're, you're obviously you're Roman, so you're not from Campania. So no, you're not, I'm not you're being, from Campania. You're being very I'm independent from, uh, here. Yeah, yeah, yes. It's uh, completely different from... Uh, Campania is fantastic. And Campania was the Fiano and Greco and Alianico and Falangina. But a lot of other... For example, in in the Campi Flegrei, that is on the north of Naples, there are a volcanic area like Yellowstone, you yeah. know? And uh, there is a great volcano... Fields of fire, can't yeah, be game, with, fields of fire. Yes, with cinder soil, and uh, the, the phylloxera didn't reach the vineyards, and so uh, the, there are ungraft vineyards of Falangina or Piri Rosso that are incredible. There is some, uh, many Falanginas that, that seems a, a Riesling, a Mediterranean Riesling. Very fascinating yeah, things. Campania is interesting, especially in Naples. Yeah. If you go there, last time I was there, I actually went to Campi for, for everyone and that comes up. Yeah. Um, you think of the, the cuisine there, the, the, yeah. the pizza and yes. the mozzarella and a, a local told me he said we like this is our fast food and I said yeah obviously it's classic fast it's not like a burger and stuff and I said you know why we, we make our mozzarella which is milk one day and cheese almost the next day and I said no why well, the reason we do it so quickly is we don't know if we're going to be here tomorrow I said what do you mean yes. he said, well, we live we literally live on a volcano yeah yes yeah. So the, the, the mozzarella tastes different no? In the, because it's a little smoky and <laughs> it's very very <laughs> very curious and uh, the, the second place that it's not so Italian because it's a Suttigola, Alto Adige. Uh, and in Alto Adige, they, they have fantastic white wines and some good red wines. I don't know, they, they border with the German culture because a lot of people in Alto Adige speak uh, German. Yeah, Austrian, yeah. It was a part Austria, of Austria until 1919. Tyrol. Tyrol is, a, is a, a region that goes from Italy to Germany, to the Bayern region. Uh, they Munich, are very, yeah. very close in Bavaria. mentality. Or uh, and a lot of a lot of people in uh, in Bozen and uh, in uh, Brixen, they are supporter of Bayern Munich soccer team, the German you know. football team. Yeah, even and though they're German living in Italy, soccer team, they're yeah. not Italian, and they are German uh, culture, uh, Austrian, uh, and they 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 make fantastic, uh, for example, Gewürztraminer in uh, in Termino, Tramin, or uh, fantastic Sauvignon in some part of uh, of the region, and there there, there is uh, probably a, a, an incredible varietal, local varietal, that is Lagrine. Lagrine is a, a red varietal, uh, very, very interesting. It's very 
very close to it, or they go to a, a local a, a rustic Syrah, for example, or a rustic Mourvedre, something similar to them. Okay, let's pick a very famous and sometimes even controversial region, Tuscany. So the influence of Bordeaux there on the red wines and also the, um, some people argue, the underperforming whites, say like Venaccio di San Gimignano. You know, uh, in Bulgaria it's normal to have uh, Cabernet Sauvignon and in some part Merlot or Syrah because Bulgaria is uh, a new uh, world for the wine. In fact, uh, they, they began to, to make wine uh, at the end of the 60s, uh, so 50 years or 50 years ago. Uh, and the Bulgari is, is like a, a Bordeaux island in Mediterranean area, like, like uh, I don't know, in, in Spain, uh, the Priorat uh, yep. in some case. But there are only Bulgari that is uh, so uh, international style. The other part of Tuscany is based on Sangiovese, of course, and the vinification of Sangiovese could change uh, because of the different uh, idea about the vinification or different philosophy by the winemakers. But there is Sangiovese, so uh, Chianti Classico or, uh, or Brunello di Montalcino or Vino Nobile, they are different uh, interpretation of, uh, of Sangiovese in different uh, terroir. So if, you were, if I was to ask you in a very few words uh, the difference between uh, 100% Sangiovese Chianti Classico mm. and 100% Sangiovese from Montalcino, just a, uh, an average Montalcino wine in terms of style, not in terms of quality. What would you say the differences might be? Uh, imagine that Montalcino is uh, in the southern part of Tuscany, so the, the, the body, the, the alcohol contains, the, the tannins are more evident. In Chianti Classico, you can have uh, some uh, big wines in the southern part, in Castelnuovo Berdenga, for example, but in Radda or in the higher part of Castellina and Greve, you can have uh, very elegant wines by Sangiovese. It's like the Pinot Noir side of the Sangiovese in order to, 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 to give an idea. Of course, you have to change what, you have to, what we have to change. But uh, the, the acidity is more than the tannins, for example. Sure. Uh, in, the, in the southern part, the tannins are more than the, than the acidity, like in the, the main part of Brunello di Montalcino. So the, the big body is from uh, Siena and Brunello. The, the elegance is more from Chianti Classico. Sure. Let's go off to, say, the Marche. To Verdicchio, how do you rate Verdicchio as a white wine grape? Verdicchio is a, a fantastic wine, uh, white wine grape. Uh, but it it's like it's like uh, uh, there are many white singers that sings the blues, no? <laughs> and uh, because uh, like Joe Cocker, for example, or uh, Steve Winwood, and uh, Verdicchio is uh, something like that. Some, uh, because uh, Verdicchio is a big white varietals that uh, can give us uh, a little bit red wines because the acidity. Is uh, more salty, uh, is saltier than uh, than uh, lemony, and uh, the body is, is a great body. It's like Chenin Blanc, for example, or like some uh, cepage, some some varietals from the south of France. No, it's, some of the Rhone uh, varieties, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, from from uh, Chateauneuf du Pape, Palette, uh, the, the, the the southern part of France. And Verdicchio is a, a wine with some similitudes uh, with, with this kind of wine. So. Okay, now, what about another bruiser is Sacrantino from Montefalco <laughs> in Umbria. How do you get on with Sacrantino? It's probably Italy's most 
tannic grape along with maybe pinot. Yeah, yes, I, I, I think it's a, the, the more tannic grape of the world yeah. because they contains in the polyphenols and in tannins are incredible. So if you like tannins, uh, Sagrantino is your wine. Sure. If you don't like tannins, don't don't have Sagrantino. The, 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 this is the, the the main thing. But Sagrantino is a, a little fascinating because uh, uh, for the wild boar, for example, to match, uh, which they have a lot for, of, it's yeah. a wine for food, of yeah. course. But it's a it's a very good wine for food or for lamb. for uh, lamb, but, but, but more than lamb, the venison or uh, game. Uh, well, uh, game because uh, the tannins uh, match the fat, the added fat, not the inside fat. So the added fat, and if you if you cook the selvaggina, the the, 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 the game, the game, you add a lot of fat because the butter, the olive oil, and so, and so you for a lot of time for a lot of long long cooking. So you have you need tannins to match and this is uh, this is the the real goal of the mission of the Sagrantino okay let's jump down to Sicily mm. there is say for example Etna what's going on in Etna Etna we talk about Etna more than when than we drink probably uh, and uh, Etna is a fantastic place but it's not Sicily because uh, because uh, in Etna there are more northern wine uh, than uh, than you can expect in Etna uh, they they uh, they have vineyards uh, over uh, 600 meters on the on the sea level, so more northern, uh, uh, more uh, in altitude that you can expect from uh, a, a sub-Mediterranean area. And the results are more uh, northern-styled wines than uh, than the other part of Sicily. If you go to the western part of uh, Nero Davola, they are big wine, uh, alcoholic. In Etna, they are elegant, they are thin uh, and uh, agile uh, wines. Uh, and, uh, and this is the, the, the difference. When you drink Etna, drink to the, a northern region, not a Mediterranean region uh, overall. The Caricante for the whites and the Nerello Mascalese for the red wines are very, very interesting in this case, like a Nebbiolo or a sometimes Pinot Noir. Okay, speaking uh, of Nebbiolo, let's go off to Piemonte. Mm, in a nutshell, the difference between Barbaresco and Barolo. They are very similar. Mr. Ceretto, that is one of the best producer of Barolo, says if I want to invite a, a, a nice lady for a dinner, I order a Barbaresco. If I know that I have to die tomorrow, I began to drink Barolo. Barolo is a big wine, uh, is a little southern uh, in comparison with Barbaresco, so tannins, uh, um, uh, alcohol contains is more than uh, m- uh, the media of the Barbaresco. Barbaresco is more elegant. It's like the same difference between uh, uh, Brunello and Chianti Classico or uh, uh, Pouillac and Margot. Uh, the elegance of Margot and the, and the, the powerful, powerful, uh, powerful uh, wines from Pouillac. Like Yaki is Barolo and Margot could be the Barbaresco in order to give an idea. Of course, it's different, but to give an idea could be useful. Now let's jump off to Emilia. Hmm. Sparkling wines, Lambrusco. Uh, Lambrusco is a, is a universe uh, because uh, there are black Lambrusco and uh, pink Lambrusco. Uh, the, there are the black Lambrusco from uh, from from uh, Red Reggio Reggiano and from Fa Parma, very black. From um, Grasparossa di Castelvetro and uh, Lambrusco Maestri and Lambrusco Marani. There are varietals very very dark Lambrusco. Lambrusco di Sorbara is very similar to a pink wine, to a rosé wine. So. More 
more acidity, more drinkability, and the wine less less body. So in among the Lambrusco there are many differences, and the Romagna is completely another region. So it's nearer the Adriatic coast, moving towards and uh, Rimini. That's uh, that's the uh, eastern side of Emilia Romagna. Yeah, it's in a, the east part of of uh, Emilia Romagna is the Romagna. It is another another region. It's like Beaujolais and uh, Côte d'Or. Uh, different uh, varietals because in Romagna they don't make any sparkling wine, but they make Sangiovese, like in Tuscany or Albana in Trebbiano, that has the local, the native uh, white varieties. So it's different. It's a normal wine, not sparkling. There is all, uh, some sparkling wine, but uh, it's not so common. What's the difference between the Sangiovese from uh, Romagna to uh, just say any uh, sort of classic Tuscan Sangiovese from a moderately uh, you know, um, county classic? Yes, uh, I, I made an interview to Madame Laloubis de Roy several years ago, and uh, it's an example, of course. Uh, Madame Laloubis de Roy was the owner of the uh, Domaine de la Romaine Conti and uh, Le Roy de and I asked uh, he, uh, her, uh, you are the, the, the best producer of Pinot Noir. And I said, it's, a, it's a misunderstanding. I don't make any Pinot Noir. I make Latache, Richburg and Romane Conti. I use the Pinot Noir, but they are not Pinot Noir. So, so the wines of Terroir uh, so before Giovese, Yes, of course. So uh, Romagna Sangiovese is uh, a Sangiovese and the varietals is more important than the Terroir for the moment. In Tuscany, there is not Sangiovese uh, alone. There is uh, Chianti Classico, Brunello and uh, Vino Nobile and Morellino Scanzano. So differences by the terroir. In uh, Romagna the, the wine is very big normally. The acidity could be good in some part, in the higher part but normally the wine is horizontal and big. In, uh, in Tuscany there is more uh, differences between one terroir and the other. Yeah, more nuances. Yes, but there are also some fantastic Romagna Sangiovese in Modigliana, in Brisighella for example, but they begin only now to distinguish the different terroir. Abruzzo, so you have the two famous ones, Trebbiano di Abruzzo, which is a white but, wine. And, uh, Trebbiano di Abruzzo is not a Trebbiano. Uh, Trebbiano sì. di Abruzzo is a Trebbiano di Abruzzo that is a local clone. Trebbiano uh, local Abruzzese. Varietal. Yeah, Trebbiano Abruzzese is a green Trebbiano. It's more similar to a Verdicchio than, than a, a Trebbiano from, uh, from Tuscany, for example. But the main, uh, the main uh, varietal of Abruzzo is the Montepulciano, and uh, there is a, a I don't know, a misunderstanding because Montepulciano is the name of a town in which they make Vino Nobile di Montepulciano in Tuscany and that is a Sangiovese wine and there is a Montepulciano d'Abruzzo that is a big red wine very dark, very powerful wine uh, with some incredible uh, interpreter like uh, I don't, don't want to make any name but uh, there are uh, really important interpreter of Montepulciano d'Abruzzo big wines and uh, powerful wines different, dark in the color very aging and very important. Like, I don't know, um, they, they remember me some uh, Alicante wines from Spain. Remind uh, you of Alicante, or yeah. Some Malbec from Argentina, yeah. no? Some very wine, deep like, and dark, like, yeah. like that, no? Yeah. What about Puglia? Negromaro? You know, uh, many, many years ago we call Puglie, because the Puglie, that is plural, are three. 
One is the north, it is very close to, to Abruzzi, and they, they grow Montepulciano and Nero, da, and Nero di Troia. In the central part there is Castel del Monte, that is Nero di Troia too, and uh, Bombino Bianco is white, and the Salento, that is the hill of, of Italy. Yeah, of Italy. It is a flatland, uh, red soil, uh, with, with Negro Amaro mainly, and some in the sun part, in the western part, it is a primitivo. And uh, Negro Amaro is an interesting varietal, uh, big wine, uh, but primitivo is the Zinfandel. Is the primitivo di Gioia del Cole is uh, completely uh, the same thing of, uh, of uh, Zinfandel. So there are wine that you can imagine. No? So, and primitivo means the early keeping wine, the early yeah, the harvesting fr- wine. Yeah, so, so yeah. It's the contrary of Tardivo, is a late harvest wine. So the Primitivo is the first white grapes you can take during the harvest. So the Primitivo is a big wine that is very close to Amarone, for example, in some cases. It's different, of course, because there are 1,000 um, kilometers between uh, sure. between uh, Papuglia and, uh, Amarone, and Verona. But uh, it's very interesting the comparison because they are the brothers, uh, l- l- far brothers, you know, in, uh, for, for the uh, character of the wine and not for the character of the, of the varietals, of course. Okay, that was the hill. Let's go to the toe of Italy, which is Calabria. What are the native varieties <laughs> there in a nutshell? Calabria is Gagliopo, Magliocco, and Greco. Gagliopo is uh, the varietal of Ciro, that is the same varietal of, uh, of the wine of Vittoria, that is uh, Frappato and Gagliopo is the same thing. And they are close uh, relatives uh, to Sangiovese, for example. Probably Mr. Professor Scienza said that uh, Gagliopo, Magliocco, and Derello Mascalese and Sangiovese, they are cousins. They're part of the same family. uh, Yeah, yeah, same family. So, and uh, in Calabria they produce not so many wines and not so big quantity of wines, but sometimes they are surprising because they are old wines for, that they come from the past. Sure. Uh, and uh, and uh, there is a great tradition. Probably the, the winemaking is not perfect uh, for the moment, but they are improving. Yeah, they'll get it right, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, what about Liguria, which is on the western coast? Uh, yes, western and eastern coast. Uh, it's another uh, Because there are different uh, different uh, traditions. Uh, for, for example, they are the Pigato in the western part and Rossese that is very close to and Ormeasco that is very close to Dolcetto, Piedmontese mm-hmm. Dolcetto. The Vermentino is the only the only varietal that is on the west and on the east coast of Liguria. And Vermentino is the role, uh, is uh, very close to the Codega from Portugal. And, uh, the, the, and uh, there is Vermentino in Sardinia, there is Vermentino also in the uh, in the Tuscan coast. So it's a Mediterranean uh, and very interesting white varietal, in my opinion. Uh, very, very drinkable, not so not so complex, but very interesting. Okay, more whites from, talk about Friuli, Venezia, Giulia. Yes, Friuli, Friuli is very similar to Alto Agge for some reasons, but they are close closer to the sea so it's a more southern part of uh, for the weather and they have uh, some international varietals like uh, Sauvignon and Chardonnay but they are Pinot Bianco uh, that is uh, from uh, Alsace of course from Burgundy but now in Friuli they make a good quantity of Pinot Bianco and a good good quantity of two not native but traditional uh, varietals like Friulano that is a Sauvignon Vert completely disappeared in 
the Sauvignon Loire Nass. or Sauvignon Nass. That is completely disappeared in Bordeaux and in, uh, in Loire, but, but very important in Friul. And uh, Ribolla, that is uh, the same uh, in, uh, in Slovenia, for example, and uh, probably in Greece too, but uh, it's a little different, uh, different clone and different uh, varietal people for many reasons. And also tonnage used for these, these uh, skin contact uh, white wines, yeah? But it's very interesting because the orange wine, uh, uh, the, or, the so-called orange wine, are very good if you have uh, white varieties with a lot of polyphenols that are the same of uh, red wines. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the white people, the, the white singer that, blue, that sing the blues, no? yeah. is the same, uh, the same idea. And so it's possible to, to have a great, uh, interesting orange wine, for example, Mr. Gravner or uh, a lot of producers in Carso that is is a, a part uh, in the middle between Slovenia, Croatia and, uh, and Italy. There are many wine made in this way. Very interesting, very interesting. Little producer, artisanal producer that let ferment the white must with, with the skins and so it's, it's very interesting. Right, another famous white wine from Italy which is but with bubbles this time is Franciacorta from Lombardy. Yes, Franciacorta, not only Franciacorta, there is, uh, you know, in Italy the, the, the sparkling wine area is the, the contrary of France. We have the Pinot Noir in the southern part, in northern Popavese, in Lombardy. We have the, the equivalent of the Valais du Marne uh, in, in, the, in the middle part, Francia Corta. And we have the Côte de Blanc, mainly Chardonnay, g- grown in, uh, in uh, Trento Doc, so in Trentino, so in, in, in the upper part, that is the contrary of, of, of Champagne. And the character are very similar, the, the bigger wine and, uh, in, uh, in uh, Oltre Popavese, the more elegant, probably in uh, Francia Corta, the, the crispier wine in, uh, in uh, Trento Doc. Mm-hmm. They're very close to some champagne of the Cote Blanc. Staying on sparkling wine, but this time a not bottle fermented one, Prosecco, Prosecco di Valdobbiadene and yeah. Cartizzi. Yes, but, but, um, Prosecco is uh, the, the, the big success, uh, and now uh, it's possible to, to produce Prosecco in several parts of the northeast of Italy, as you know. But the, the, the uh, traditional area is Valdobbiadene and, uh, and Asolo, and in Valdobbiadene there is a little part of Valdobbiadene called Cartizze, that is a, a vineyard, a, a little a little area, a cru we can call in uh, in uh, in Champenois uh, point of view. Um, it's like like a cru. The Glera, that is uh, the, the varietal, is a is a very neutral uh, uh, varietal. Uh, it's possible to make uh, very very pleasant wines. Uh, probably very difficult to make. Uh, very important wines from uh, from Glera and in the Prosecco area, but the Prosecco likes uh, to a lot of people, so so very popular. Uh, very popular. So it's a national popular wine. So it's like a, a, a big Blanquette de Limoux in France or uh, uh, White Zinfandel in, in California. It's the same idea with, with the, the uh, pro- probably uh, a little more. Uh, cleverness in uh, in uh, in winemaking because uh, some prosecco are very very nice not big wines but very drinkable very very nice easy to drink and uh, i think it could be interesting for a lot of people okay let's go to veneto which has another 
spectacularly successful wine, Amarone. Yes, the Amarone is a is a modern wine, you know, because they they invented Amarone uh, in in the fifties of the last century. So it's a wine that exists from uh, I don't know seventy years, not mm-hmm. more. And Amarone, it's uh, the cross between a big wine and a, and a drinkable wine because the the roundness of of the Amarone is very evident because of the alcohol. It's like a, a dry, a, a light harvest wine, dry, and with not, not sweet. Yeah, and with some no? tannins, yeah. And the, all the, the, the little sugar that remains and the, the alcohol match and, uh, I don't know, balance the tannins. And this is very important, and a lot of people like that. In, the, in China, in the Far East, in, the, in America, in Germany, they, they like this kind of wines, and probably some Zinfandel or some Barossa, Syrah, they are in the same point of view. Uh, so big wine uh, with, with a little bit of uh, sugar residuals and uh, that, that uh, uh, balance the tannins. Because no many people likes the tannins, you know. And the Amarone is an answer to, to this house, kind of taste. Yeah. It's the contrary of the Bordelais style, you know, the new Bordelais or the super Tuscan style. Okay, uh, so finally we can finish with one of my absolutely favorite wine styles from Italy, is Ricciotto. <laughs> ricciotto white or red? You're going to tell us. Okay, the ricciotto white is uh, from uh, white varietals, Garganega, oh, ricciotto right. di Soave, of course. And the red is from Corvina and Corvinone and Morina. It's uh, uh, like a, a, a big red wine. It's something uh, similar to a Porto vintage without uh, alcohol added. Without added alcohol, yeah, and spirit. Uh, yes, yeah. Yeah, it's so uh, wine for uh, lovers of this kind of wines, not very popular and very expensive of course but probably if you have uh, I don't know some uh, foie gras or some uh, uh, cheese uh, blue cheese uh, the ricciotto or sweet ricciotto could be could have the same uh, rule that the Porto have with the Stilton and Vincento? Vincento is the real natural wine in Italy because uh, because the Vincento when you make Vincento in Tuscany uh, especially uh, the Vinsanto, you didn't add anything. They, they, you leave to the nature to to give to to make the fermentation and to and to uh, forgive forget the the wine in the, in the barrel and uh, hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so it's very natural. Sometimes it's fantastic. Sometimes yeah. not. So it's a risk, but sometimes could be very, very interesting. Yeah, I think they're sort of almost indestructible. They're very versatile. You can open a bottle, keep it open for a week or two, it's still going to be good. Yes. Um, great with cheese. Because the alcohol, of course. Yeah. Because yeah. A big alcohol, because it's a dry wine. It's a, the, the, a dry grapes wine. So and Finally, we're going to go back to where we started, Lazio. Mm. Uh, they do, yeah. We got it. Let's take out a couple of uh, Lazio wine or Lat- Vini Laziali, which are made from native there are, grapes. There are many Frascati. Wine, uh, yes, Frascati. There are many Vini wines from Lazio. Uh, I, I love some wines from, from Lazio because uh, are the wines of my oh. youthness, no? Yeah, because uh, because I'm, I'm from Rome, so the, the wine from Lazio I know very well. In Frascati, they are improving now because uh, because of the Malvasia del Lazio, that is a local. Uh, Varietal and they are beginning to vinify in uh, in uh, in right way and there are some wines from 
for example, red varieties like Cesanese, that is very interesting. It is in the southeastern part of the region, and there is uh, the northern part that is uh, on the border of Umbria and the Orvieto, for example, Montefiascone wines. So not bad. Very crispy and uh, very, very good to match the local cuisine. Which can be quite rich, can't it? Yeah, if you have a, a carbonara, please mm-hmm. drink Frascati. Okay. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's end there. That's a tip from a Roman, by the way. That's a good one. Thanks very much, uh, Daniele Cernili. Thank you, Monty. Dr. Wine. Daniele told me before this interview, and I've known Daniele, I don't know for how many years, my English isn't, isn't so good. Not mine, but his. And I was like, you know... No, my English is, you speak is terrible. Better. No, no, you I speak better English I apologise myself. But we know it's not, the, not the quite... It's what you said, actually, that's as well as the quality of your English that is uh, incredibly impressive. A lovely little Thank tour around much. Italy. Yeah, too kind. And for anybody that's just getting into Italian wine, listen to this podcast uh, two, three, four, five times and make sure you follow up, follow up on these wines and get a little bit of information about the great varieties and the winemaking practice and what people say about these wines. And if you do that, within a month or two, you will really start to feel confident in Italian wine. Daniele has given you a fantastic template there to follow and uh, you're going to have a fantastic journey. He won't be there by your side physically, but he'll be there on audio. Do make use of this podcast. I'm going to listen to it again and find out if I missed anything. I hope I didn't and uh, I wish you the best of luck and I want to say thank you once again to Daniele. Thank Neely, Dr. Wine, it's been super duper. I'm really so happy uh, you thank did you. that. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast has been brought to you by Native Grape Odyssey, discovering the true essence of high-quality wine from Europe. Find out more on nativegrapeodyssey.eu. Enjoy. It's from Europe. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram.